History podcast for Timberlane Regional High School. This week's podcast, we're looking at Chapter 4 of The Earth and Its Peoples, A Global History, Greece and Iran, 1000 to 30 BCE. location, bounded by mountains, deserts, and the Persian Gulf, left it open to attacks or population movements from Central Asia. Lacking a great river like the Nile, Indus, or Tigris-Euphrates, ancient Iran had a sparse population, most numerous in the moister north and west and decreasing toward the arid south and east. The Great Salt Desert, covering much of eastern Iran and Baluchistan, did not support life. Mountain barriers separated scattered settlements on the southern coastal plains from the interior plateau. Wheat and barley, grown during the comparatively wet winter season, were the most common crops. However, by 800 BCE, Iranian farmers had worked out techniques for digging underground irrigation channels that prevented evaporation and used gravity to deliver water from the subsurface water table in the foothills of the mountains to fields in the otherwise uncultivatable desert. Iran had mineral resources, copper, tin, iron, gold, and silver, and plentiful timber. The Median Kingdom in northwestern Iran helped to destroy the Assyrian Empire in the late 7th century BCE. The Persian Achaemenid dynasty was related to the Median court by marriage, and in 550 BCE, Cyrus overthrew the Median king and built a larger Persian empire that included Medes and Persians. The Persian empire was built up by a series of three kings, Cyrus, Cambyses, and Darius I, a distant relative of the royal family. Cyrus captured the kingdom of Lydia in 546 BCE, thus bringing all of the Anatolia under his control, and later took Mesopotamia in 539 BCE. Cambyses defeated Egypt and sent expeditions to Nubia and Libya. Under Darius I, the role of the Medes declined as the Persians asserted greater dominance. Darius extended the empire east to the Indus Valley and westward into Europe. Each of the empire's twenty provinces was placed under a satrap, or governor, usually a relative or a connection by marriage. The position of satrap tended to become hereditary. Satraps in distant provinces had considerable autonomy. Provinces were required to pay annual tribute. The central government tended to hoard so much gold and silver that these metals became scarce and more expensive. The provinces were crossed by a system of well-maintained roads that converged on the capital city of Susa in southwestern Iran, and garrisons were installed at key locations. The Persian kings developed a style of kingship in which they were held aloof and majestic, masters of all their subjects and nobles. 
Kings owned vast tracts of land and areas around the empire, some of which they gave to their supporters. Kings issued laws, appointed royal judges throughout the empire, and encouraged the codification of the laws of subject peoples. As master of a decentralized empire, they allowed each group of people its own traditions and ordinances. Kings managed a central administration at the capital of Susa, and also performed ceremonies at Persepolis. The major religion of the Persian Empire was Zoroastrianism. The origins of this religion are unclear. Tradition ascribes the Gathas, the hymns of Zoroastrianism, to Zoroaster, Zarazustra, who lived sometime between 1700 and 500 BCE. Zoroastrianism hoisted the existence of a dualistic universe in which Ahura Mazda, the wise lord, was locked in an epic struggle against Angara Mainyu, the hostile spirit. Zoroastrianism's dualism may have had an influence on Judaism and thus on Christianity. Greece is part of the Mediterranean climatic zone, an area in which all the various lands have similar weather patterns and many plants and animals. The Greek culture area itself included the Greek mainland, the Aegean islands, and the western edge of Anatolia. The areas inhabited by the Greeks relied entirely on rainfall. Limited land, thin topsoil, and sparse rainfall supported only small populations. The difficulty and expense of overland transport, the availability of good anchorages, and the need to import metals, timber, and grain drew the Greeks to the sea. The Dark Age that followed the Mycenaean period lasted from 1150 to 800 BCE. The Dark Age ended when contact and trade with the Mediterranean lands was re-established. The Phoenicians played an important role in and provided an alphabetic writing system. This began the Archaic period of 800 to 480 BCE. One of the notable features of the Archaic period was the explosive population growth. Possible causes of this population growth include the shift from a pastoral to an agricultural economy and importation of foods and raw materials. The effects of population growth included urbanization, specialization, and the development of the polis. The polis, which means city-state, was an urban center and its surrounding rural territory. Characteristic features of the polis included an acropolis, the agora, and fortified walls. There was no sharp distinction between urban and rural areas or their inhabitants. There were frequent wars between the various city-states. The Greeks developed a style of warfare that used hoplites, a close formation of heavily armored infantry who would try to break the enemy's line of defense. The soldiers were mostly farmer citizens, who served for short periods of time when called. When population growth strained the agricultural resources of the small plains, the Greeks sent excess population to colonize other areas around the northern Aegean area, the Libyan coast of North Africa, and around the Black Sea. Colonization introduced the Greeks to new ideas 
but it also sharpened their sense of Greek identity. One of the most significant new developments of this period was the invention of coins in Lydia in the early 6th century BCE. Increasing prosperity and the growth of a middle-class and archaic Greek society led to the emergence of the mid-7th and 6th centuries BCE of tyrants, individuals who seized power in violation of normal political institutions. The tyrants were eventually ejected, and government developed in one of two directions, oligarchy or democracy. Greek religion involved the worship of anthropomorphic sky gods, many of which represented forces of nature. The gods were worshipped at state ceremonies. Sacrifice was a central part of religious practice and took place at altars in front of temples where the gods were thought to reside. In addition, Greeks sought advice from oracles such as the Oracle of Apollo at Delphi, and they also revered female fertility deities. During the Archaic period, Greeks began to develop the concepts of individualism and humanism. The pre-Socratic philosophers of the Archaic period also began to question traditional Greek religion. Instead, they tried to explain rationally how the world was created, what it is made of, and why it changes. In the late 6th century BCE, a group of logographers in Ionia began to gather information on the various peoples of the Mediterranean, the founding of important cities, and the background of important Greek families. They called their method of investigation slash research Historia. Herodotus published his Histories. Its early parts contained geographic and ethnographic reports, legends, folk tales, and marvels. Later parts focused on the Persian-Greek wars of the previous generation. His search for causes reveals the thinking of a true historian. Thus did Historia begin to narrow and acquire the modern meaning of history with Herodotus gaining the nickname Father of History. Athens and Sparta, the preeminent city-states of the late Archaic and Classical periods, differed in character despite environmental and cultural similarities. Sparta was locked in the Peloponnese in southern Greece. To assure its supply of food, Sparta took over the more fertile lands of Messenia and enslaved the Messenians. Fear of an uprising of their Messenian slaves inspired the Spartans to create a militarized society in which all Spartan males trained for the army and devoted their lives to military affairs. Athens had an unusually large hinterland, Attica, and it supported a population of about 300,000 by the 5th century BCE. Athens went through a period of rule by tyrants in the 6th century BCE. In the late 6th and early to mid-5th centuries BCE, Athens ejected the tyrant family and developed a democracy. Pericles completed the transition to democracy in the 460s and 450s BCE. Popular organs of government included the Assembly, the Council of 500, and the People's Courts. In 499 BCE, Greeks and other subject peoples of the western frontier staged the Ionian Revolt, a five-year revolt against Persian rule. This led to the Persian Wars, two Persian attacks on Greece. In the First Persian War, the generals of Darius I captured Eritrea and attacked Athens in 490 BCE. The attack on Athens was foiled when Athenian forces defeated the Persians at Marathon. In the Second Persian War, Xerxes led a large army and a fleet against the Greeks in 480 BCE. 
Many Greek city-states submitted. In southern Greece, Sparta organized the Hellenic League, an alliance of city-states that defeated the Persians. Then the Greeks, led by Athens and organized in the Delian League in 477 BCE, went on the offensive and drove the Persians out of most of the eastern Mediterranean, except for Cyprus. The classical period of Greek history, 480 to 323 BCE, was marked by the dominant role of Athens, which subordinated the other states of the Delian League and became an imperial power. Athenian power was based on the Athenian navy. The keys to the strength of the Athenian navy were technological innovation and the use of lower-class men as rowers. The major technological innovation was the development of the trireme, a fast, maneuverable 170-oar boat. The primacy of the fleet contributed to a democratic system in which each male citizen had, at least in principle, an equal voice. Rowers insisted on full rights as protectors of the community. Athens used its power to carry out profitable trade and to extract annual tribute from subject states. The wealth of the empire made it possible for Athens to construct impressive public works, put on grand festivals, and support development of the arts and sciences. The philosopher Socrates was tried on charges of corrupting the youth of Athens and in not believing in the gods of the city, and was sentenced to death. Socrates himself wrote nothing, preferring to converse with people he met in the streets. His disciple, Plato, may represent the first truly literate generation. He learned from books and habitually wrote down his thoughts. He also founded the Academy, a school where young men could pursue higher education. Athenian democracy was very limited in its scope. Only free adult males participated in Athenian democracy. They accounted for about 10 or 15 percent of the total population. Women, children, slaves, and foreigners did not have the rights of citizens. Slaves were mostly foreign, accounted for one-third of the population, and were regarded as living pieces of property. The average Athenian family owned one or more slaves and were treated like domestic servants. Slaves provided male citizens with the leisure for political activity. The position of women varied in different Greek communities. In Sparta, women were relatively free and outspoken. In Athens, women were more confined and oppressed. Athenian marriages were unequal, arranged unions of younger women to older men. The duties of a wife were to produce and raise children, especially sons, to weave cloth, and to cook and clean. Because there were no meaningful relations between men and women, men sought intellectual and emotional companionship with other men. This gave rise to a common pattern of bisexuality in which older men commonly admired, pursued, and mentored a youth, thus making bisexuality part of the youth's education and initiation into the adult male community. Athens' rise to empire led in 431 BCE to the Peloponnesian War, conflict between the alliance systems of Athens and Sparta. Sparta, with a navy paid for by the Persians, finally defeated Athens in 404 BCE. Sparta's arrogance then inspired the opposition of the other Greek city-states. This internal conflict among the Greeks gave Persia the opportunity to recover its territory in Western Asia, including the Ionian Greek communities. As the Greek city-states declined in power, the backward northern Greek kingdom of Macedonia developed into a great military power. 
King Philip of Macedonia strengthened his army by equipping his soldiers with longer spears and lighter armor. Using both cavalry and infantry forces and developing new siege equipment, including catapults. Philip's son and heir, Alexander the Great, invaded Persia in 334 BCE and defeated the forces of the Persian Empire. Alexander built his own empire in which he maintained the administrative apparatus of the Persian Empire, used Persian officials as well as Greeks and Macedonians, and began to present himself as the legitimate successor to the Persian king. After Alexander died, his empire broke up into three kingdoms, each ruled by a Macedonian dynasty. The period of time covered by these kingdoms is called the Hellenistic Age, 323-30 BCE. The Seleucid Kingdom included the core area of Mesopotamia, Syria, parts of Anatolia, and peripheral possessions including Iran and the Indus Valley. The peripheral areas were entirely lost by the 2nd century BCE. The Seleucids maintained a Persian-style administrative system and continued Alexander's policy of establishing new Greek-style cities. The Ptolemies ruled Egypt and sometimes Palestine. They took over the highly centralized and well-controlled Egyptian administrative structure. The Ptolemies made Alexandria their capital and actively encouraged Greek immigration. The Ptolemies did not build other Greek-style cities, the lifestyle and language of the majority of the Egyptian population did not change significantly. Native Egyptians did resent Greek rule, however, and uprisings were increasingly common from the early 2nd century BCE. The Antigonids ruled Macedonia and the adjacent parts of Greece. The Spartans, however, as well as new confederations of city-states, resisted Macedonian rule, while Athens remained neutral. Alexandria, the greatest Hellenistic city, with a population of nearly half a million, had at its heart the royal compound, containing the palace and administrative buildings. The Mausoleum of Alexander enshrined Alexander's body. The Library of Alexandria had several hundred thousand volumes, and museums supported the works of the greatest poets, philosophers, doctors, and scientists. Alexandria was a Greek city. Its Greek residents enjoyed citizenship and took part in the institutions of government, the assembly, and the council. Public baths, theaters, and gymnasiums offered residents all the amenities of Greek life. The city also had a significant Jewish population that dominated two of the five residential districts of the city. Hellenization included intermarriage between Greeks and non-Greeks, the spread of Greek language and lifestyle, and a synthesis of indigenous and Greek culture. podcast on chapter 4, Greece and Iran, 1230 BCE. The next podcast will actually be on chapter 6, India and Southeast Asia, 1500 BCE to 600 CE, since chapter 5 will be covered in its entirety in your presentations.